0: Hello and welcome to Estradile Illusions. We are continuing our holiday coverage in the Rankin Bass Cinematic Universe. And, uh, you know, with our last episode covering Jack Frost, we kind of talked about how we're starting to run out of, you know, using the term the good ones <laughs> in reference to Rankin Bass. I mean, You're That of Santa Claus, really, really good. Jack Frost, pretty good. You go further and further and further and further, and you know, you know, we're doing Nestor the uh, Long-Eared Christmas Donkey because that's the title of the episode. But I, yay, yay, I don't want to like come out of the gate swinging on something, as <laughs> people be like, "Why? Why did you even do the episode in the first place?" Well, because we're completionists, that's why. But um, yeah, this one, this one. Let's start with the positive. Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey, is very short. It's about 24 minutes, and uh, actually, when, you, when you're when you maybe like 5 to 10 minutes into the special, you realize that that's actually probably too long. Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey, like Rudolph, is based on a song, and uh, unfortunately, the song that it's based off of, as well as the special, are just... I mean, to some extent, they try to shield themselves from being a Rudolph knockoff because of the fact that Rudolph is actually in this special. He cameos a few times. But uh, make no mistake, this is a Rudolph knockoff with more Jesus in it. Through and through. And, I mean, it's actually kind of useful. So this one was made about 13 years after Rudolph came out. Rudolph was 1964. Nestor is 1977, and the song that it, Nestor was based on was just 1975, so that was already, the whole thing is a Rudolph knockoff. And we learn that there is a guy named uh, Spielto, who works in Santa's Stable, and he actually likes Christmas, because that's apparently kind of his off day, and he's basically like a grunt soldier within Santa's Empire. We learn that, that the reindeers don't really... Like, if you wanted to know, who's the one who's transporting supplies around the Klaus complex? Is it, you know, reindeers when they're busy? No, they're just fucking around when they're not uh, flying the sleigh. No, that's left to the grunt soldiers of the of Spieltoe, the donkey, who is, an ans- who is a descendant of Nestor and is angry because the manger that's set up within the stable in the North Pole doesn't have an accurate Nestor. The ears are not long enough. And he's very upset about that. And he sings a little bit about Rudolph. Uh, don't even get me started on these songs. Actually, I mean, I gotta say, for a special that's based off of a song, a Gene Autry song, this this special has absolutely terrible songs. You'd expect at least one of them to be good. No. No, that can't happen. We've really been striking out on the songs in this year of Rankin-Bass Christmas. Jack Frost, I didn't like any of the songs. Santa Claus is Coming to Town, didn't like any songs. Hey! Maybe it makes sense that these are the ones we're doing in 2022 and not the ones that we did in 2021 or 2020. We're scraping the barrel, people. But what kind of pisses me off is, so, we go back to the Holy Roman Empire. And we see the stable where little baby Nestor with his long ears. He has his mother who, guess what she's known as? Uh, Nestor's mother, I actually paused the podcast to double-check that Nestor's mother didn't have a name because I couldn't think of it and it wasn't in my notes, but nope. Nestor's mother. What kind of bothers me? So we have this stable where Nestor grew up with his mother. They have all these other animals. I mean, like, it kind of makes sense if you think about, like, the real world when you have a stable. If you have an animal that isn't really, you know, a work animal like a donkey who isn't really pulling his weight, Like, you'd get rid of them, or you'd put them out to pasture. Bad things, bad things. But within the Rankin-Bass cinematic universe, the animals get braided, they're not pulling their weight, you've got this baby. Why does the baby need to pull his weight? It feels, and we have Olaf, the breeder, who's supposed to be a donkey breeder. He's not very nice, and... I don't know, I mean, you don't make a little baby donkey... Do manual labor to feed it. You you feed it, and then it grows, and then maybe you do some manual labor. This this special really in in almost every way. In seeming actually, I I don't know why I said almost in every way. The stop motion is cute, but if you think about, uh, Disney has a special which actually now is on Disney Plus. It was one of my favorites growing up. It's called The Small One, basically telling the same story. It's much better and. It's, uh, that frames the small one as a donkey who's getting too old, and it was too little to begin with to pull his full load, and those are nice people who say, hey, you gotta sell the donkey, we can't afford to feed it anymore. Nestor is just kind of, they've given up on him from the start. He's a little baby with big ears, and, god, I mean, honestly, this is, this is what gets me about Nestor. It takes all of the bullying in Rudolph, and kind—I don't want to say there's nuance to the bullying in Rudolph, but but we meet the people who who torment him, like Comet, the coach, and the rest of Rudolph's contemporaries, and his uh, who won't let him play the reindeer games. We get some sequences with them. There is a song in Nestor, the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey where early on, where. Basically, every animal is lining up, and it's Nestor by himself, and you've just got these line of animals, and they are bullying him. And the song is like, "Oh, Nestor, the boy, they're they're really mean to him." And I mean, what what value is does this have to show a child? It's fucking traumatizing. You've just got this line of animals all laughing, and this kid is upset. And he can't get food from Olaf the breeder. His mom has to share his, her food. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And mice hang around in his ear. It looks. It looks just. It's. It's just a mess. And then all of a sudden, because it's only twenty five minutes, we have the winter solstice, and this is kind of what doesn't make sense. So, just a little while ago, uh, Olaf is rationing out food. He's he's not feeding babies because I mean, how did that? I mean. That doesn't make sense, but then we get to the winter solstice. The animals start to give each other gifts. Like, Nestor gets some socks for his ears, which I think was really just a plot device. But for a second, this special wants us to believe that all of the animals in the stable have currency that that's, they're able to use to get gifts for each other. And, and, and this special isn't quite sure of whether these animals are... Livestock that are bought and sold. (laughs) Later on, a cherub basically instructs Nestor to sell himself to a rival stable near Bethlehem. It's unclear if they're working. Are they slaves? We don't... I mean, they... We have to actually kind of accept that both of these things are true. And it just doesn't make a ton of sense. We actually, early on, start to get a little bit of resolution on the bullying. The kids come to their senses, and they... I mean, there is a... I hate when people say, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Because it's the if, it's the hedge. I, When I apologize to somebody, it's I apologize for doing this. Whether they were offended or not is not like a hedge that I personally have to sit on. I think when you apologize to somebody, you have to express remorse and not say, well, I'm only sorry if I offended you. You should be sorry for the action, regardless of whether or not you were offended, or you shouldn't apologize, but, you know, we get, we get these kids, and actually, what I do like, maybe, maybe the, well, the stop motion was very cute, that'll be one compliment, maybe our second, and potentially final compliment for the, (laughs) this episode's not gonna be that long, but, I liked how the animals apologized, let's, let's take the if aside, the if is bad, but, what was good about the apology was that the the other animals were apologizing to Nestor, and it wasn't because Nestor had done something for them. That's my primary, above all else, my major beef with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, is that the Santa and all of the other reindeer don't... All of their apologies and feeling bad, like, yeah... They do feel some remorse at the beginning, but it's all tied into Rudolph's ability to be of value to them. Here, we have Nestor, who's bullied. He gets an apology. It's not because he has value to the other animals. It's because, I think, that they realized that they were being fucking douchebags. So, Roman soldiers come, and they've got silver coins, and they're picking up little baby donkeys. They need them to do manual labor, grunt soldiers. I... I could say that the special is going out of its way to talk about how bad life's gonna be for these donkeys, but... So it's the winter solstice, it's nighttime, and yet Olaf's doing business, and the uh, soldiers come in, and they're picking donkeys, and they pick up Nestor, who's got his socks on. And I think the only reason he had the socks was basically so that we could have this scene where, you know, it's all about to go good for a second, but... Hang on. The... (laughs) The soldiers have given Olaf the coins, and then all of a sudden they realize, hey, there's something up. I mean, th- they barely give any of these donkeys a second look, and then all of a sudden having picked the guy up and basically starting to pay for him. I mean, how how careless are these soldiers that they're in- in- indiscriminately picking up donkeys and not even giving them looks and then taking out their silver? I mean, is money is money a valuable commodity here or not? Maybe they should use the Jack Frost ice coins. I don't know. So Olaf is about to make a sale with these coins that I paused it and I looked. They're little mini nickels and I don't know. That's not something to ding. It was a little cute, I guess. Uh, But the soldiers get angry. The donkey that they just picked up and didn't even give a second look at. Hey, they got a little bit of buyer's remorse before they've even left the stable. And Olaf tries to be a good businessman. He says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can have him for free. And what does the soldier do? He takes all the money. And takes them all for free. Which, like, you kind of have to wonder, why didn't you do that in the first place? But the counter-argument, we see this a lot where soldiers in occupied areas are just ripping off the people. And I don't want to get into, like, history and all of that. It You have to wonder how many donkey dealers there are. They're going to Olaf in the middle of the night at, at the winter solstice. You typically don't want to rip off a guy like that if you need him to do business later. I don't know. That That's just all to say that I think that this special went out of its way to try and make the Roman soldiers and Olaf look very bad just so that it could add to uh, Nestor's trauma because he's thrown out. Olaf is furious. They don't even take Nestor. Nestor stays. Nestor gets thrown out. There's a blizzard going on. I mean, these soldiers are traveling around at night during a blizzard. That's not a problem. But Nestor gets thrown out in the cold. And he's going to die. And... (laughs) Talk about traumatizing. So, something that was really, really traumatizing was that line of animals that were there to just laugh. Literally, just in a firing line of laughter at Nestor. And if that's not bad enough, we've also got a situation. So, Nestor is out there in the cold. He's really sad. His mother comes out and finds him and shelters him, and guess what? She sacrifices herself. She covers him up, kind of like in *Empire Strikes Back* with the tauntaun that was killed so that Luke could go live inside, uh, stay inside and not freeze. You know, uh, Han says, "And I thought these things smelled bad on the outside," which was not a very good impression. But I think I'm, I think I'm deflecting because. I'm sitting there, Nestor's mother dies, she sacrifices him, like, we see, we see her corpse is this snowed, this snow-covered body, and thankfully, we don't see the scene where Nestor climbs out of the snowbank to see that his mother is dead, maybe he buries his mother, it looked like a, like, decent snow grave, but this little baby mother I also, I have to question the, the idea that Blizzard kills Mother and yet lets up to some extent that, I mean, how warm was this corpse? How long was the corpse still warm for a baby donkey to not die from hypothermia? I don't know. How, how did Nestor survive this? I don't know, and and, and frankly, what child, I mean, we see Bambi's mother gets, frankly, Disney does this traumatizing stuff, do we need Nestor's mother to die of of hypothermia while protecting her baby, who was cast off and now has to try and make a life, I don't know, It's it's pretty fucked up, and then, I guess what's also kind of fucked up, so Nestor's by himself, and he meets Tilly, who's a cherub, who says that they have to go to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is far, but they've got to go there for a very important mission that Nestor, she can't tell Nestor about just yet. And Nestor is also told by Tilly that his ears can do wonderful things. So we're back to the theme of, you know, you can be made fun of the things that make you different. You can be made fun of your long ears, but hang on. One day these will serve value to someone else, and you won't be bullied anymore because you'll have provided value to somebody So a lot of the special from here on out is mostly the travel uh, of Nestor and Tilly through the various lands to get to Bethlehem. They get bullied a lot again, as if the bullying the first time wasn't enough. No, animals are laughing at them constantly, and it's kind of a montage. I don't know why any of that was necessary. And I guess if I had to, like, think of the likeliest reason, it's probably Bethlehem is a desert. They pass through some area that does look kind of like an oasis. There's not a blizzard. There's not a donkey keeper who lets his donk, let, like his 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 livestock have currency. It's also unclear how how Nestor's mother was just able to kind of leave the stable and not get caught. Couldn't any of them leave? Why would you be like trafficked between uh, donkey breeder and soldier if you could just leave at any time? It it doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, Tilly is kind of, I mean, all all of these Rankin-Bath specials have like some kind of sidekick. That's kind of how they work, but I can't help but feel like Tilly kind of gas gaslighting is such a uh, loaded term, but we can use it for a children's special. Nestor doesn't really want to go to Bethlehem. It's very far away. He doesn't think that, I mean, why would you want to go to Bethlehem? They pass by all these great spots where he could have had a very nice life. And he kind of wanted to have that nice life. And you know what the big problem was? He's got a very important mission that needs his ears. It's very flimsy. But the animals laugh at him again. It's at that point you're like sitting there looking at the clock. Thinking, gee, this is what happens when... I mean, Rudolph was a 40-minute special or closer to an hour special based off a song. This is half that length, but... They don't have a Yukon Cornelius, they don't have a Hermes, they don't have an abominable snowman, they don't have a lot of bullies at the North Pole, no. They have Tilly the Cherub, and she basically gaslights Nestor into leaving all of that great, all of those great spots. He doesn't want to go to Bethlehem. Bethlehem sucks, it's a desert. Frankly, there's more soldiers there. There's no soldiers, there's just animals who bully him. And I think the animals who bully him are only there to, to mitigate the idea that, hey, it looks a lot better. Why wouldn't he stay there? You know what? Word of advice for you, the listener: If you have a skill, if you get bullied, and then people want that skill later, don't go help them. Stay in the nice uh, climate, nice temperate climate. Nice, there's trees. Nestor could have had a great life, but don't, don't go to Bethlehem to because <laughs> the trip does. They're just using him! This is just a special about Nestor being used, because he has long ears, and frankly, the reason isn't even that good. So after we get some montages of Nestor being bullied again, they get basically to Bethlehem, and, or just about, just about to Bethlehem. Actually, I mean, they still have the journey to make. I guess they're probably closer to Nazareth, but the special isn't really distinguishing that much, but Tilly's like, hey, you have to wait here until the time comes, and by the way, bye! which is such a half-baked plan, because Nestor then has to basically find a new Olaf, sell himself back into slavery, and wait to be bought. And this guy's even kind of a dick, because when, you know, he's he's depressed, he's been waiting around, he lost his friend, his friend couldn't wait, his friend had to go home. I was literally just about to say, and then Han and Leia show up to buy Nestor. <laughs> no, no, Joseph and Mary shows how, how, uh, how much relig- religious reverence I have? I was conf- conflating them. They go to the shop and they they specifically want Nestor because they think he has a gift, and uh, more specifically his gentle eyes. And this new the new owner is is a huge douchebag, wants to upsell them, thinks Nestor is special, recognizes his gift. He's the first fucking person besides Tilly to do that, and then they kind of trick him. Honestly, the Angel pretty much straight up roofies him. The the new do- donkey breeder and he sells them it, there's no consent it, it it's and I, you hate you hate you hate you hate to come down on the side of the donkey breeder, but I'm looking at Tilly, why didn't Tilly just basically why didn't she use the same trick on Nestor? Why does a donkey have to be tricked into this scenario? Can't isn't there another donkey? But no, actually, we need Nestor because it's a sandstorm. And he needs his ears to be able to hear his mother, who's basically like Mufasa in the sun. He's not hearing Tilly. He's hearing his mother. And that's guiding them to Bethlehem, to the stable. Uh, It's... (laughs) I, I just covered basically a lot of the third act all at once. But this is rapid fire. Why does Nestor have to go along for the ride here? With with Mary and Joseph, and how, what good are? W- would big ears be helpful in a sandstorm, or wouldn't like he get a really bad ear infection? I, I don't know. I I don't know what the what the special really wants us to take away from this, other than it's very strange. And what's also kind of strange is so ne- Nestor basically guides them to Bethlehem, and then when in Bethlehem, he's the one who recommends that they find the stable. It it, it takes—you have to kind of wonder what the role of Joseph is in this story, because Nestor's kind of the one doing all the work. You know, does Joseph have agency? Joseph has already been cucked into taking uh, the pregnant Mary, who was a 16-year-old, uh, maybe even younger, impregnated by an omniscient, ageless deity. I mean, the the Me Too movement in this situation. And I hate to be sacri- like You can say, oh my god, this is so horrible. no. Point me to where I, I said anything that isn't the exact story. This is what it is. And, I mean, that's kind of the awkwardness of Nestor and the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey, because you're taking Rudolph and injecting kind of the... a lot of the religious stuff into it. But you're also injecting your character, Nestor, from the 70s, this song. He's now injected. He's doing all the work. He's responsible for getting them to Bethlehem. And that's basically his life's journey. He grows up. I mean, he... he Gets bullied, his mother dies, and then Tilly comes and basically is like, here, here's your life's mission. You have to take this couple, make sure this baby gets born in this dirty, dirty manger, because everybody else will be around, and he's going to be the son of God, and that's your life. Because we're not focusing on Jesus right now. This isn't a story about Jesus. It's mostly a story about Nestor. And yet, Nestor has to live his entire life in service to somebody else's mission. And he kind of got tricked into doing it. He could have had a nice life elsewhere. And that's kind of the special. Like, where does Nestor's mother fit into this? She appears like Mufasa. It is worth noting, this is way before The Lion King, by almost two decades. I don't know. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up that this had to be a story. That we had to... The Nestor, this is bullying, bullying and gaslighting. That's Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey. It's kind of the rare instance. You could look, the animals that bullied Nestor in the beginning felt bad about it. The ones who bully him later in the special don't stick around enough, so we don't really see resolution. And first breeder, tremendous stick, throws him out in the cold. Olaf, the first breeder, responsible for death of Nestor's mother. Second breeder does recognize there is something of value to Nestor. He's probably the only one in the special who did. And to his credit, Nestor shows up on his porch, or his his backyard, basically wanting wanting to be adopted, and he takes him in and recognizes, hey, this is a special donkey. And what happens after that? He raises the value. Apparently he was right. Apparently this is a pretty fucking important donkey. And then the, the cherub tricks him. And he sells them to Mary and Joseph to Hanaleah, only so that he could, you know, go to Bethlehem, and, uh, because apparently Joseph doesn't know how to book a hotel, or find, to find accommodations, he doesn't even know how to find the stable, you know, we don't have the scene with the good innkeeper or the bad keeper, no, Nestor finds the stable, Nestor apparently likes stables, why does he like stables, he's had nothing but traumatizing memories at stables, I don't know, our runtime for this episode is now surpassed the special, which we've actually, with the longer ones, been pretty good about not doing. Uh, Rudolph gets mentioned. So the special wraps up. They go back to the North Pole, and they finally, they've they've made a proper uh, nester figurine for the manger that has proper ears, and they sing. And Rudolph gets compared again. And we see another Rudolph cameo. I... I I don't know I, I I there's a reason that this song isn't isn't really sung very often and the special isn't played very often and it's not necessarily because it's probably the second most religious of all of these besides the little drummer boy it it is less racist than the little drummer boy does have some uh, uh, problems on that front but uh, little drummer boy is actually kind of an interesting story this is there's nothing interesting here. This is Rudolph with more religion and less plot. And the special isn't even afraid to say, like, hey, you know, you think it's similar to Rudolph? Hey, Rudolph's here. Is this a spinoff of Rudolph? We don't see Nestor and Rudolph in Frosty's Christmas in July, but we do see Jack Frost, Frosty. We see uh, the the Big Ben, the whale from Rudolph's Shiny New Year. That is Big Ben. Yeah, what a mess. I I, I don't know. I, I hate this one. People be like, well, why did you do it? Well, because we're scraping the barrel of the Rankin bass. We've done most of the good ones, and we want to finish the ones we haven't done. But uh, this is this is this is traumatizing. Uh, uh, why would you show this to a child? You could show them small one, which is kind of sad, but happier in a lot of ways. This is just this is just a, a mess, and it's mean. It's mean spirited. What are we supposed to take away from that? I I just hate I hate the idea that. that Differences, and you know, if you've got like a, a red nose, or if you've got long ears, or if you're transgender, the world is gonna bully you until it sees that you have something to give it. I, I, I just don't like that. I really hate that, that that's the way that these specials are presented because it's wrong, and we should acknowledge that it's wrong, and we we have acknowledged that it's wrong. So, I don't know. This is uh, I. I... I hate to like, end on such a downer of a note because it's so, like, ugh. But uh, it was cute. Very cute stop-motion animation in this. The It's beautiful. It's terrible. It's very hard to sit through, even though it's 24 minutes. Uh, yeah, what else can you say about that? But This won't be the note we'll end on. We'll do at least one more uh, uh, Christmas special before we wrap up for this season. <laughs> Sorry, what a mess. But uh, anyway, hope you had fun listening to me. I wish there was just more to nitpick that was fun. This was just kind of, like, mean-spirited. I don't know. I I feel kind of dirty having done this. Uh, So, not really, but kind of. I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.